Welcome. Here you will hear stories of the unknown, tales of the twisted and terrible that have been silenced. The strange and the transcendent, riddles, secrets. As your guides, we will take you on an expedition where the curtain between worlds is torn. This is the farthest reaches. Okay, so I've never really talked about this too much to people or shown them, but I think uh, I'm, I'm going to show you, Josh, for a good laugh on the intro of this episode today. I don't know, so, I don't know where this is going. I don't like this. I'm not trying to bring the waterworks to anybody here, but um, <laughs> my mom was diagnosed with... Uh, I shouldn't be laughing. Sorry. No, you, you can laugh here very shortly. Um, lung... Lung, lymphoma something i can't remember that's how good of a son i am but she <laughs> she's diagnosed with cancer thankfully she has beat it at least for now um so she's still uh alive and kicking beat but it, beat it, beat of course it. with cancer comes uh, uh you know, chemotherapy yeah and uh she lost all of her hair well then my dad was uh texting me one day and uh, he's like, you want to see something funny? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So he sends me this picture, and he says, last airbender. <laughs> <laughs> he cut out with, like, construction paper this blue arrow and stuck it to my poor, cancerified <laughs> mother. God, and I she, love your dad. And she's just smiling. <laughs> he's like, Avatar, last airbender. Dang. <laughs> That's that's where he's been hiding. <laughs> there you go. That's where I get my fucking humor from. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I love your dad. <laughs> All right. Uh, Holy shit. Thought I'd just get that out of the way. Welcome everybody to the farthest reaches Operation Side Quest. But wait. There's an announcement we have to make. Uh-oh. Regarding You're Operation pregnant. Side <laughs> No? Oh, okay. Does it really show? <laughs> yes. Oh, does it? Yeah. What should I name him? Faustus? Yes. We went over this, didn't we? Did How about Avocado? Avocado? Tom Selleck? Are you going to name it Avocado because it's a pit in your stomach? Uh, ooh, I like that. I like that. It has has reasoning. Meaning yeah. behind it. Almost like 90% of tattoos people get. Has yeah. It has a meaning behind it. I yeah, like, like it. mine. I like it. Yeah. kind of yeah. has a meaning. No, not pregnant. Oh. So, people, we know... How much you love Operation SideQuest. Yeah, all three of you. And and this podcast <laughs> as a whole. We know it's your go-to. It's it's just without a doubt your favorite. You couldn't ask for anything more. Um, but sadly, Operation SideQuest is going to change a bit. Why sadly? Well, I mean, I guess that's subjective. Yeah. You know, it, it depends on the person. I mean, it's not like it's going away. Half of it is. Well, yeah. So... We usually have the spooky stuff, and then we have games and movies, some sort of cinema. Uh, but we have decided, me and Josh, that we are going to take the cinema game side of it and branch off. Yeah, make, fuck you, Brady. And make a whole entire new podcast about that stuff, because it doesn't really fit yeah. with TFR like we thought we would, or thought it would. Um, I mean... We wanted the horror, sci-fi, stuff like that, and we do get some of it, but um, 
Because me and Matt love watch, like we love watching movies and playing games. So like, of course, we wanted to talk about it. But the more we thought about it, like it doesn't fit. So yeah, gonna... yeah. There's obviously more than just the the, the horror and sci-fi and adventure and thriller yeah. and suspense that we want to talk about. Not saying we're going to talk about nothing, but you know, I don't know, comedy dramas and romantic movies. But it's, it's going to be, be a lot of horror movies. <laughs> it's going to be heavily on that genre, sure, but. It doesn't quite fit in the agenda of what TFR is about. Yeah. So Operation SideQuest, which will probably go underneath a new name for TFR, is only going to be about your weekly, bi-weekly, whatever it can be, um, spooky news. Yep. And then I would say in early October, maybe within like the, around the first week, week and a half maybe, you guys, if you keep an eye out, you will uh, see a new podcast that ties in with TFR. Yep. It's going to be mainly me and Joshua and it'll be about the games and movies that we've talked about on TFR on OSQ, which I don't know if that's even going to stay the same name to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, we don't know the name of it and like pretty much it's, we'll do weekly news for like movies and games, but we'll also do deep dives into certain movies. Like, cause I know a lot of useless trivia about movies and you know we can go into deep dives about games and maybe even do like some countdowns to like our top five favorite blah 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 subgenre bullshit yeah and why they are our top five yeah yeah i'm not sure how many people care for that but i'm wanting to do it but hey it could be the way i look at it it could be like oh i haven't seen this movie i should check it out and then you can judge us for our taste in movies yeah this might be <laughs> uh the podcast where i uh don't do as much talking yeah, it's going to be mostly me. Fuck. Yeah, fuck is right. God. <laughs> so, yeah, with that said, uh, keep an eye out. Early October. Yep. New podcast. Uh, we'll post the first couple episodes on this podcast, too. That way you can kind of get a taste for it. And if you like it, you can find us because we'll be everywhere that the Fire the Shooches is. But Yeah. Yeah, we don't have really that many details fleshed out. I know it's uh, what? Less than a month away now. And yep. we're, we're nowhere. But that's okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get through this. We, hand, we, hand in hand. We fly by dick. the seat of our pants a lot. So that's just kind of how I live my life. That's how I live my life too, man. Yep. It's the only way to live your life. Yep. Between that notion violations. Seat of your pants? Fuck pants. Seat of your shorts. Underwear. Thongs. You know what? Just is, commando, is, man. Is mine showing? Just commando. Yeah. Oh, okay. Purplish pink with yellow butterflies. I like it. Shut up. <laughs> So, with that said, we will move on to the rest of this episode. And before I get into it, social media. Yay! Twitter, TFR Pod Official. Facebook, Facebook group, Instagram, all the farthest reaches. You can reach us at our Gmail, the farthest reaches podcast at gmail.com. And any of those, you know, tag us, let us know what's going on in the world. Yeah, like, awesome. like us. Share us with your friends because word of mouth is how podcasts really get spread around anymore. Uh, you know, if you enjoy what we do, share it with your friends, post it on Facebook, do whatever you want. You don't have to, but it'd be nice no, if you, you do. did. Yeah, no, they do. It oh, is do law. They? It oh, is okay. law. Uh, I think, yeah. I think Trump just passed another executive order for it. <laughs> yeah, you guys have to, or uh, Judge Dredd will come and get you. Nice, nice, nice way to tie in the other podcast. I am the law. See, Judas Priest broke the law. You know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wrote a whole song about it. Yeah. I'm just making sure you know. I mean, is Judge Dredd, Dredd going to take care of them? Uh, probably. 
Okay. I'd watch out for Rob Halbert, man. He's a menace. He looks he looks scary, doesn't he? He does. I mean, could you imagine him walking out of like a Kmart or something? Like, oh, God damn, what's he doing here? These assless chaps. And nothing wrong with that, dude. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. What are you trying to say, huh? Assless chaps are weird. Dude, they're the bomb. They feel great when you wear them. <laughs> feel the breeze between your crack? I wear them when I walk around uh, town here walking my cats. It's a, it's a sight to behold, I swear. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah. If you want to tag us for any reason, if you want to just literally like follow us, just keep tabs on us, see what's going on. Like I said, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group. There are three questions in the Facebook group you have to answer. Otherwise, yeah, if you don't answer, we will not allow you in the group. Yeah, it's not we'll, to be a dick, but. Yeah. If you don't answer, we're we going to take your robot. We will annihilate your request, and we will not feel sorry. Nope. So with that said, let's get to what the spooky stuff is. Okay, Josh. I'm scared. So <laughs> some things I have today are maybe not necessarily odd. Or, well, I mean, it's odd and strange, but maybe it's not the, your typical like creepy, mysterious have you heard of this uh, nope. mystery man in a jetpack? Oh, yeah. The guy that uh, was seen in, where was it, L.A.? Or was it just uh, yes. California? L.A. Uh-huh. Flying near uh, the Los Angeles airport. Yeah. So. Apparently, you can just buy these jetpacks online. Yeah. I uh, I don't know if it was Friday, Saturday. Uh, just sitting on Facebook on my phone, just watching fucking Bar Rescue or HGTV in the background. And I was like. What does that say? And it's like, yeah, two pilots, two LAX pi- pilots just uh, witnessed a man in a jetpack. Yeah. About 300, they say somehow 300 yards away, they could measure that mm-hmm. while in the air, about 3,000 feet Well, up. I mean, with the pilots, they they pretty much just judge by distance. I mean, that's kind of how they are. Oh, but, yeah? Yeah. I, I, know, I know a lot of them. I mean, like, I mean, even we do it because... Judging distance, I mean, you know that 100 yards is a football field, so. I feel like it's totally different, though, when you're up in the air and you have nothing really to scale except just, like, clouds. I don't know. But, yeah, my dad actually was the one that first told me about the jetpack guy, and I was like, what? No, I looked more into it, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, because he heard it on the radio. Yeah, I didn't think anything of it, really. At first glance, I, I had to, like, take a double a double look at him. It's like, uh, okay, hold on a second. So hey, I, when I was growing up, I was told we'd all have jetpacks. We had flying cars, but look at where we're at. We're all stuck inside. Yeah, now we have weird shit like butt plugs that are also like pressure cookers and weird shit like that. Lay's still doing their <laughs> competitions like, hey, what kind of flavor do you want to see next? And people are like, Ass. lobster. It's like, stop. Oh, we went to- two totally different directions. Ass? It's almost one and the same, isn't hey, it? Hey, I mean, people, hey, it's, a, it's a thing now. People like eating ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here on Mystery Wire... It says the Federal Aviation Administration and the FBI said Tuesday they are investigating reports from airline pilots that someone was flying in a jetpack as they approached Los Angeles International Airport to land last weekend. Fucking rocketeer. (laughs) Rocket man. Two airline flight crews reported seeing what appeared to be someone in a jetpack as they were on their final approaches to LAX around 6.35 p.m. Pacific time. On he was, Sunday, he the was F- just trying F- to escape the fires. Hmm. Maybe. Now, see if it was one of those jetpacks that I see that they have, like hovering over water because it shoots water down. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Oh man, he could be helping. 
He could be. If it was one of those, he could be. Well, I mean, fuck, people that have those, you should be helping right now instead of the inmates in California prisons. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole other subject. Ain't that a fucked up thing? Uh-huh. So it says, the statement did not elaborate. The Los Angeles Times reported Tuesday that the FBI has launched an investigation. FBI spokeswoman Laura Miller told the Times that agents at the airport were investigating after the pilot reported the incident to Control Tower. The FBI is aware of the reports by pilots on Sunday and is working to determine what occurred, the agency said in a statement. I just want to hear that conversation like, uh, yeah, terror control, we have a person in the sky? <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder what it would look like. Like, you think they would have, like... Do you think you waved? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with a really well-educated guess and say no. Also, you know, I mean, imagine hitting a bird on a jetpack. I just, I don't know what that would be like. I don't know. Having like, at least you know, a jetpack 3,000 feet in the air. A breathing has to be a problem because, I mean, you can go on the high altitudes and, I mean, fuck, look at Colorado. You go up there and it's harder to breathe just because of the altitude. So, yeah. like, I don't... I don't know distance-wise if 3,000 feet matter or if it's fucking 9,000. I, I don't know. But, no, I, I can... I could believe that. But I couldn't imagine being a guy with a jetpack 3,000 feet in the air seeing two airliners, maybe like you said, waving, hello, airplane. <laughs> um, but yeah, th that would give me a whole different view of the world. Literally, a whole different view of the world. Uh, yeah. You said you could buy these things? Mm hmm Do you know how much? I do not. Do you know how big or heavy or whatever they are? Uh, well, I mean, they're apparently not heavy, all that heavy enough to fly in the sky. I mean, I really true. haven't. I haven't done a whole lot of jetpack research. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough. So it says, if I'm gonna get anything, I want to be a glider so I can be Green Goblin. Oh, for goddamn sake! <laughs> As if 2020 wasn't bad enough, Joshua. What? So Fox 11, Los Angeles, obtained recordings of communications between the aircraft and the tower. Oh, that's what I joked about. But okay, quote unquote. <laughs> Tower, American, 1997. We just passed a guy in a jetpack. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then from the controller, quote unquote, American, 1997. Okay, thank you. Were they off to your left side or your right side? Off the left side at maybe 300 yards or so at our altitude, the pilot said. Why is tower control so fucking calm about this? I don't either. I just I would be like, nah, nice one, Frank. Fuck off, dude. Yeah, like, oh, try like, again. They're just like, oh, okay. Like, I get it. It's LA, but fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Another pilot also reported a sighting. Quote, unquote, we just saw the guy pass by us in a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine controller just sitting there like, all right, these motherfuckers got to stop fucking with me. <laughs> you know, I understand I'm only been on the job for about eight days now, but they need to just cut this shit out because this is some serious stuff. Okay, we're dealing with planes. <laughs> the controller then advised another aircraft flight crew to use caution. Quote, person in a jetpack reported 300 yards south of the L.A. final at about 3,000 feet or 914 meters. Uh, 10 mile or 16 kilometer final, the controller said. Industry expert David Maiman 
was dubious that it was a jetpack spotted by the pilots. Quote, it's very, very unlikely with the existing technology, end quote, said Maimon, CEO of the Los Angeles-based company Jetpack Aviation. <laughs> so wait a minute, is it him? Dude, this is like a Scooby-Doo mystery. You got like your two or three subjects, got the FBI agent, you got the two pilots, the control guy, and you got this guy. Well, who could it fucking be? I'm going to say the guy that is literally the CEO of Jetpack Aviation. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, see? Just unmask him. Rip his fucking flesh off. He <laughs> dies right there. You'll never see someone in the air again. Quote, I'm open to being surprised, but I don't think there's anyone working on technology that could do a flight from ground level to 3,000 feet and then come back down again. End quote. Maimon speculated that it could have been a drone, but he added that 3,000 feet was on the high end of what most drones were capable of. The air traffic controller asked for more information, and the pilot responded, quote, off the left side, maybe 300 yards or so, about our altitude, end quote. Um, Fox News spoke to representatives with the uh, Federal Aviation Authority who said the report was made around 6.30 p.m. local time. The FAA told Fox they alerted local law enforcement and continued to investigate the incident. As of Tuesday morning, the guy in a jetpack has not been identified. And this Tuesday morning was literally this past Tuesday, about yeah. a week. Mm, ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. If you look out the left-hand side of your window, you will see our uh, local resident, Bob, on his jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if only, for whatever reason, planes had some sort of huge ambient like megaphone and be like <laughs> wave bob <laughs> and bob's all <laughs> wouldn't be surprised to find his remains later as <laughs> it gets sucked into a turbine you'd have to be fucking dumb to get sucked into a turbine at, at, at that point you have the entire sky this guy's literally thinking to himself that the sky is the limit he's he's, he's gonna he's gonna breach that <laughs> that's how i feel like when i hit a bird in my car i'm like really you guys have the entire sky and, and i hit you on the road the fuck birds are a whole other <laughs> wild force of nature man <laughs> uh but yeah that is the mysterious guy in a jetpack if anybody knows anything Please let us know. I want to know who this guy is, just so I can... Uh, Maybe he's our first superhero. He's like our Iron Man. And, I and you can be our first supervillain, the Green Goblin alike that you oh, want to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You know how fucking cool that'd be? I mean, I am essentially a goblin. Find out. Yeah, you got the size. You got the size and the stature, I would say. I just have to learn how to make the little pumpkin bombs. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. Could you imagine that guy that's like drinking his vanilla milkshake in LA, just looking up and being like... Oh fuck dude <laughs> and just seeing two people go out in the sky not knowing the means of how <laughs> they're just going at it. he's like oh man what's in this shake <laughs> yeah that was oh, man jetpack people it's gonna be a whole new race whole new race of humans man <laughs> jetpack people jetpack people <laughs> maybe it's like embedded into their skin maybe the they're like cyborg the future is here um you know literally why you say that that is true when you say the future is here why you're saying that? Time is going by, and it is literally the future. Oh you couldn't God. be more right. God, I hate you. I'm just... Uh, shut up. <laughs> you can't deny me. I am correct. <laughs> every, time, every time you say it, future is here. Yep. A couple seconds pass by. It literally is the future. So moving on now. I wish we... Star? <sighs> no, I wish we... Uh, well, how do I put this? I wish more people, more cities, states, countries, more whomever did stuff like this. 
Okay. So people, and this comes from uh, KVIA.com, and uh, I did say it, Mystery Wire. What's for the jetpack? Yes, you did. The jetpack man. Jetpack people. So from KVIA.com, people in a Belgian town believed their first mayor's heart was hidden in a local fountain, and now they actually have found it. <laughs> so, okay. And wait, you wish more places did this? Not necessarily the heart, but just, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you would call this a tradition or some sort of practice, but I don't know. I think it'd be cool if these occult-like things still happened. So here <laughs> you be, die and they just hide parts of your body. <laughs> well, hear, hear this out. Locals in a Belgian town have believed for over a century that the heart of their first mayor was hidden within a public fountain. A century? Jesus Christ. Yeah. And now the legend has been proven true after officials discovered the organ while carrying out renovations. It took you guys a century to do renovations on a fucking fountain? Well, mm, Belgium, man. They do weird shit. The heart They make waffles. Ooh, they do. And that's literally all they're good for. (laughs) The heart of Pierre David, the first mayor of Verviers, Sure, we'll go with that. Was discovered locked in a small casket within the fountain in August, city officials have said. David ran Verrier from 1798 until his death in 1839. In the 1880s, officials decided to move his heart from the town hall where it had been kept and instead place it in a box within a fountain in the city's center, CNN affiliate RTL reported. Why did they want the heart in the first place? Yeah, that's where I'm a little confused. Do you think he thought like, hey guys, when I die, I want you to take my heart and bury it somewhere so that in 2020, oh fuck, it's really just going to be fucking an entire just weird ass year. Just trust me. You think we're Walt Disney? That's where he got this idea from? Oh God, is this going to be the year that Walt Disney gets unfrozen? Whoa. Oh God, I hope not. So the box has not been opened, but it is inscribed with David's name. What if it's like the telltale so did, heart? So how do they know the heart's in it if it hasn't been opened? Yeah. That... Plot holes, Belgium. Plot holes. <laughs> so since its discovery, it has been placed on display in the city's art museum along with documents from the archives of the city of Verrier and the museum's collection. The museum confirmed details of the discovery to CNN. David was in charge of the city during the Belgian Revolution and during its formation as a country after declaring independence from the Netherlands. He died yeah. unexpectedly at the age Fuck of 58, and authorities decided to keep his heart, according to CNN affiliate HLN, leading to decades of legend and hearsay about the organ's position within the public fountain. You know, I feel so, like- he, so he really is the heart of Belgium. Ha 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 ha! Woo! <laughs> that was a good one, Josh. <laughs> okay, moving that's, the fuck on. That's what I'm here for. That was it. Oh. That's the whole article from KVIA. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I mean, it's weird. I mean, I don't know if, if the box was like somehow just like in the fountain or if it was like cemented around maybe. Maybe. In the fountain, but still, what if water got in that and like oh, know, people s- got that water? The water-soaked heart. And yeah. Waterlogged. And that fucking just kill people that make them sick. That'd be, that'd be really fucked up. Yeah, I don't know. And they'd probably just turn a blind eye like, oh, shit, I don't know. It wasn't our fault. It was our first mayor's fault. Blame him <laughs> 200 years ago. Anyway, like I said, I think uh, if other places around the world still did that, I think it'd be cool. I just want to be buried in like one of those little like pods so that a tree 
gets sprouted. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would like... Mostly so it can become a haunted tree and just yell at people. I think it'd be cool if when I died, my heart would be displayed in a glass box um, in some sort of monument, let's say in front of like a White Castle. <laughs> so, I was going to say McDonald's, so I was close. So they could have the remembrance of always knowing that <laughs> this is what they did to me. <laughs> Everyone's heart looks like that when they eat White Castle. This is true. I have seen you put away like a fuck ton of sliders all at once. Well, they're like this fucking big, of course. You ate like 12 that one day. Okay, people, I did not eat 12. <laughs> oh, fuck, you didn't. <laughs> okay, it can was like... Even, can you even count to 12? Sh- shut up, it's I, not about me right now. I fucking thought. <laughs> it's about you. All right, moving on now to kentlive.news. Slash news, slash nostalgia, slash dead men's islands, Kent's horrifying loss, 444-915. Okay, just kidding. So this now is, again, not something that's terribly recently spooky, but I've only started seeing articles about it this past week or so. And what it is, again, KentLive.News, is Dead Man's Island. Have you ever heard of Dead Man's Island by chance? Uh, no. So Kent's horrifying lost island where visitors are banned. This is pretty fucking cool, I must say. I mean, it's not cool, of course, for the what I get into here, the bodies that are there, but the aura that surrounds this place. And, you know, when you think of I don't know, video games or movie settings that could use a place like this, it's real life. This place does exist. So let me just get into it. Everyone has heard of the Isle of Sheppey. I have not, but this is how the <laughs> article is starting. The Isle of Grain and the Isle of Thanet. But there is another island just off the river Medway that is much lesser known. It lies opposite Queen Boro and Sheppe and is probably one of the most haunting spots in the country. Josh, are you listening? Yeah, I'm looking up the Isle of Sheppe. You fucker. I wanted to see what the fuck it is, apparently. Does it have sheep in there? Yeah. Wait, are you <laughs> Nice, cool. It's cool. the... Yeah, uh, Sheppe is derived from the Old English sheephig, meaning sheep island. I am so fucking <laughs> smart. <laughs> you didn't know? I thought you were no. just being a smartass. No, it just looks like sheep. <laughs> oh, well. I'm so fucking smart. <laughs> God damn. Amazes me. I don't know what you do without me, Josh. So, uh, dubbed, home right now sleeping. <laughs> dubbed Dead Man's Island, the grisly place surrounds, excuse me, sounds like something from a Pirates of the Caribbean film, but in fact earned its name after recent investigations found it littered with human remains. More than 200 years ago, the island was used as a burial ground for convicts who died aboard prison ships. God, that was kind of hard to say. And rising sea levels have caused the lost bodies of the prison hulk boats just off of Shepe to be uncovered. Huh. Coastal erosion and lower tides mean that in 2020, wooden coffins, aged skulls, and fragments of bones stick out from the six feet of mud that once blanketed the area. See, that's this is the problem with this year, 2020. <laughs> that, like, literally, like, this... Any other time, I'd be like, holy shit, this is insane. But now I'm like, ah, whatever. This was like... 2020 has huh? desensitized me this, so much. This this was like an underwater necropolis. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it says, once lost under high seas, the island was explored by the BBC's Inside Out Southeast program in 2017. You know that island's haunted as fuck. <laughs> they are among some of the only visitors who have been allowed to Dead Man's Island in recent times, as all others have been banned due to its bird breeding and nesting site. 
Usually the island is completely out of bounds to the public. Natural England owns the land, which is a site of special scientific interest and is recognized to be of international importance under the Ramsar, Ramsar, I don't know, convention. Television crews have been drawn to this spine-tingling location to explore its hidden secrets with the BBC's Inside Out team. Now, I don't really like it when the sentence has BBC and Inside Out in the same fucking sentence. Why? Why? Josh? Really, why? B, B, C, Inside Out. Come on, piece it together. I don't see the problem. Yes, you do see the problem. (laughs) Yes, you do see the fucking problem. I, I don't at all. I hope other people see the problem. I think it's absolutely fine. I hate you so much. (laughs) With the BBC's Inside Out team, no less, unearthing some harrowing sights. And they're unearthing something. BBC means big. Director Sam, supple. (laughs) Oh, God, supple. (laughs) Previously told The Sun, it is like being on the set of a horror film. It looks so surreal. It's like an art department has designed it. An art department. Okay. How about just a graveyard? There are open coffins and bones everywhere. Presenter Natalie Graham added, What I saw there will stay with me forever. Quote, This is a really strange sight. I would imagine there can't be anywhere on earth like this. Even though right there is like this. <laughs> just Or let, any graveyard. Yeah, just letting you know, Natalie. God damn. It's not just visitors that are prohibited. No one lives on the island, and so it remains untouched by modern civilization. This is in turn has spurred ghostly folklore about it. Oh. Locals have warned travelers of hounds with glaring red eyes that ate the heads of buried bodies, a skin-crawling atmosphere, and an island solely occupied by the dead. And Coffin Bay greets anyone who enters its perimeter with, you guessed it, Open coffins accompanied by scattered remains along its banks. Floating prisons were former warships which housed inmates, including young pickpockets, waiting the death penalty in Australia. Holy shit. These ships, I know, would also carry coffins, and if prisoners were not healthy enough for the journey, they would be left in the underbelly of the ship until they died, possibly of cholera. They were then buried in unmarked graves on the island, so the disease did not spread further, causing an epidemic. Many have wondered whether the bodies at Dead Man's will be reburied, but experts have admitted this would be a very difficult task. This is because the constantly changing seascape threatens the durability of the bones, washing them out to sea. I want to go to this place so bad. I can't. I'm not allowed. But I really do want to go. I mean, they can't stop us. I mean, they could, but... I'll tell you what, if I had a fucking jetpack, they couldn't stop me. They'd just shoot you out of the sky. Does Belgium have an Air Force? About time to find out, right? (laughs) (laughs) I could just scuba, like, I don't know, 20,000 miles. All right, mystery wire again. Elon Musk. I mentioned it before. Why do you sigh? Because I'm just tired of Elon. Why? What do he do to you? He annoys me. Explain. I'm not going to get political. (laughs) I just want to say, Elon and his Neuralink, he did some more progress, which has been out for a little bit now, a couple weeks or so. But like I said, you know, we haven't done an episode here in a bit because we got some other things going on. But I will like to mention that now Elon Musk unveils Fitbit in your skull brain chip and demonstrates it on a pig. You did not hear this? By the look of your caveman eyebrows, you did not hear this? I don't follow what Elon does. You don't have to follow Elon to know what he does. Just the internet in general to know what Elon does. I don't go searching for news. Oh, that's right. It's all me. Yep. Okay, so (laughs) Mystery Wire here says, 
It was at this webcast that Musk unveiled the latest version of his company, Neuralink's latest prototype, the Link V09. I don't know if that's version 9 or V09 or what, but is a chip that would allow humans to control devices with their brains. Oh, man. And when he says this webcast, it was a Friday webcast uh, by Tesla CEO Elon Musk. I'm not sure exactly where he went on to talk about it, but he did. But it says Musk said that this could eventually help cure people with conditions like memory loss, hearing loss, paralysis, blindness, brain damage, depression, and anxiety. Which I've said before. Viewers of the webcast met Gertrude. There's a name. A pig that had... My grandma's name. Yeah, I stand by it. What a name. It's not. A pig pig (laughs) that had the chip implanted in her brain two months ago. The graph shown on screen showed the waves inside Gertrude's... Gertrude's brain, which fired when her brain communicated with her snout while she was eating. Pigs are actually really smart. They are. They're closely, either closely or like the closest animal that can uh, be compared to humans. Yeah. I think they are. Like, they're super smart, but like, I just imagine that like, they're like looking at like the brain waves and all it is is just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a healthy, happy pig, said Musk, indistinguishable from a normal pig. Well, wait a minute. Uh, aren't they all just like normal pigs? Like, I mean, there's different kinds of pigs. I know, but when he says this is a healthy, happy pig, indistinguishable from a normal pig, I mean, wouldn't you just kind of say they're all like kind of normal pigs? I don't know. Maybe, to be honest? maybe normal pigs are all depressed. I don't fucking know. I think that was a stupid way to open this. The chip can read signals from all of Gertrude's limbs, Musk said. Neuralink previously unveiled a more complicated device that sat behind the ear, which was visible from the outside. The Link V09, Musk said, simplifies that device. The coin-sized device would go into the skull and would actually replace a piece of the skull. (laughs) There's a picture here that has like a piece of scotch tape off the side of it, but it says right here that the scotch tape-looking flap is not part of the device, but it is used to protect fine wires that would connect to the brain once implanted. It's a lot more complicated than this, but a simplified version is it's kind of like a Fitbit in your brain with tiny wires, Musk said. Link V09 would be able to connect to and communicate with a person's mobile phone. We could all be like human calculators. <laughs> Texas Instruments, you know, people using it in school, out of business. Gone. Done. Dude, you could just cheat all the time in school. Could you not? If it's like linked to your phone? Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's probably not saying that you could... Your eyes will just visualize whatever internet browser you're using and what you're looking at. But when he does say it connects to your phone, I wonder what exactly he means that it connects to your phone. That just means schools are going to start putting scramblers in. Oh, good. That'd be great. Yep. That reminds me of uh, National Lampoon. Oh, God. I can't remember if it was like vacation, Christmas. No, Christmas vacation? No, I think it might have been the original vacation. But uh, Eddie. He, do you even know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You seen this? Yeah. When he gets like a metal plate in his head because he oh. did something. And it's like now whenever his wife starts a microwave, he shits his pants and forgets who he was for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. The company is currently working toward human trials. Oh, good. Oh, God. That's kind of scary. But here's, here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Which but, I, Josh, that's, this is going to be your segment. It's going to be da 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 Here's the thing. <laughs> Like, you know, you have all these people that always complain about, oh, the government just, I don't want to get the flu vaccine because they're just putting chips in us. What kind of chips? 
honey barbecue Fritos? Yes. Man, that's okay with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to be the same thing. Some dumbass is going to be showing up. I heard the government's going to be giving us chips. What kind of chips you got? I got gourmet Fritos. What do you got? I want pork rinds. <laughs> uh, but, Wish granted. <laughs> but yeah, it just, I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. Really Human don't. trials. And then the next part here says, which should be ready soon, pending required approvals, Neuralink said. You better be paying those motherfuckers a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Actually, you know what? If I got offered a shit ton of money, I'd be, I'd, I'd do it. How much? How much if you had to be offered? Uh, ooh. at least a couple million. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. I don't think they would do that. I don't think they'd go that high. I think they'd go... Make... To test something like this on human subjects? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, shit. To give up one of your balls, they'll give you like five grand. Well, because you've got two of them. This I, could I, fuck I, up I, your entire life. I get that. Well, I mean, it could. I just... They're I... taking a piece of your skull. Yeah, and they took half of my reproductive organs. Damn, you don't need both of them. Are you going to have kids? I don't need all of my skull either. Nah. What the fuck's that supposed to mean? You're going to put a chip in it? Pork rind. So, <laughs> I bet they might reach six figures to pay people, but I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Fucking Elon Musk has the money. I wouldn't be surprised if it was 50 grand. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was a million. I'd be like, yeah, well, yeah, look at that money. Yeah, a million. But, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I'd, I'd probably do it. I, I don't got much to lose. <laughs> Says the FDA has also designated the prototype as a breakthrough device, and Musk says the company is working closely with the association. The CEO says the VO9 is about 100 times better than the most similar device that's currently available. What else is currently available? Okay, getting a link put into your brain would involve an outpatient procedure done without general anesthesia. It would take less than an hour and would have to be performed by a robot. Oh. Holy fuck. Oh, good. I'm going to trust the robots? Yeah, nope, I'm out. Never mind. <laughs> Less than an hour in and out. Dude, okay, LASIK, for example. I got LASIK Plus done, if you did not know. Didn't know that. So all it was, because, of course, I'm thinking, you know, what are they going to do for me here? They're going to scoop up my eyes. And, of course, you know, doctors, they, they're to be real in one way or another with you, but they try to make it seem not nearly as bad, of course, yada, yada, yada. You know, whenever whenever I go to the dentist, for example, they're like, oh, it'd be about an hour to do a root canal, whatever like that. I'm there for two hours. It's never right. Laser Plus, they were to the T specific, and I just want to say all they did is they brought you in. They gave you like a little hairnet. Uh, they gave you like eye drops for your eyes to take home. They gave you special glasses to take home. You just waited in a room for like an hour and a half. Why'd they give you a hairnet? They're fucking with your eyes, dude. They don't want anything getting in the way. So I'm pretty sure it's probably like a hairnet or so. But my point being, I think that, you might have a tumor. <laughs> my point being is though, they took me in the room. They have a video camera or they have a television. Sorry. Linked to a video camera and where the procedure's happening. So my father can sit in the waiting room and watch them fucking shoot lasers at my eyes but after that hour like and a half, reverse cyclops after that hour and a half of waiting and prepping you literally laid on a table and the uh the surgeon i guess held your eye open with uh eye drops so you never had the urge to blink that urge was completely gone but your eye was open and this big ass thing would come over you over one eye like you know say when you take a 
um, when you're like uh, eye seeing test, you know, like that. And you see this little red cross and this little, and then you smell like a little burnt smell. He goes to the next eye. He uses eye drops. He uses eye drops with the other eye to keep it, you know, still moisturized and whatnot. Then he moves that big piece of equipment over to the other eye, and you have another little red cross. And then he leans you up, still using eye drops. You blink a little bit. You can instantly see better, 2020 better. Huh. So an hour and a half of prep, and you go underneath this laser, and it lasts no more than five minutes, if that. Completely painless. Nothing at all happens. You just sit there, relax with eye drops. And then as soon as you sit up, there's a clock. Oh, excuse me. A clock across the... I did... I, fuck. No. Stop. Stop. Don't laugh. There's a clock across the way. Maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 feet. And you can read it clear as day. Before, I couldn't at all. But I wonder... That's what this reminds me of. If it's less than an hour, it's in and out patient. You go in and you leave the exact same day. And now you have this fucking chip in your brain that can, I don't know, check out Pornhub on your fucking phone. I... I just imagine, like, you know, you're talking about this whole procedure, and the only thing that's going through my head is the fucking eye scene from uh, A Clockwork Orange. Oh, don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. <laughs> is that what you look like? <laughs> <laughs> Not that bad. Not that bad. What about that? <laughs> maybe. Maybe maybe that. But it wasn't equipment like that holding my face open. Oh, well, that's disappointing. It was very, very relaxed, very comfortable. It really was. But yeah, if anyone out there is ever thinking about doing LASIK Plus, I highly, highly recommend it. I probably should. I was, I was supposed to get glasses back in like high school when we did the vision test. Yeah. I got a paper sent home going, oh God. He should have his eyes checked because, well, because like I have trouble like seeing like far, like far away, like so uh, you, lettering and yeah, shit. Yeah, so you're nearsighted. Kind of, but I like it's not, it is. You it's can not see like, you. it's not terrible. Like I can read the fucking, like the, Spines in the books and yeah. shit fine, but like if it's super far away, I will have to like squint a little bit. Now, when but, you're driving at night, headlights, taillights, you know, do they look like a real dispersed, almost like explosion kind of a, of light? Like it doesn't look like a solid light. It, it looks like a solid light. Okay, like it, like I forget what they said, but like it was like one of those things, like when we did the vision test in high school, where like I had trouble seeing, but then when I did the vision test to get my license, I like aced it. So I'm like. Because <laughs> uh. <laughs> I had, um, yeah, I couldn't see far away, um, but all the lights were all dispersed, like I mentioned, and uh, so they told me that I was primarily having, well, I had a uh, astigmatism. Yeah. And then. Uh, yeah. Like, for example, like your cashews things, like I can see that it says cashews, sea salt, but whatever's in between, it's also the Coloring doesn't fucking help. No. But I can't read what that says. Well, astigmatism is pricier than the other two. But just like you were saying about, you know, they you aced your driving test or whatever, when I had to do my little test for them to get out, uh, to see, you know, what was going on, um, and I, of course, I'm like, uh, that, uh, left, right, uh, X, Y, uh, uh, W. A, 2, Q, cucumber. Uh. <laughs> of course, food's in there. <laughs> But no, the woman, healthy food. the woman, after she uh, wrote everything down, she goes, so I'm assuming, uh, you know, with the strain that you had and, and whatnot, uh, you didn't bring your glasses in today. And I was like, no, I don't have glasses at all. She goes, oh, so you're wearing contacts? I'm like, no, I'm not wearing contacts at all. She goes, did you leave those at home? I'm like, no, I don't have contacts at all. And she literally like moves that fucking piece of equipment out of the way and looks at me and goes, 
you don't have glasses or contacts and you've been seeing it like this for how long? And I'm like, ah, maybe seven, eight years. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not good when she moves the machine and just goes, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, thankfully, you know, I just, where I live around, I, I, I already knew where I was going all the time. Oh, my God, I drove with you so often. Yeah, but I knew where I was going. <laughs> God. It wasn't like I was going out of state. You were, you were okay. You were not in harm's way, baby. I mean, I'm still alive, so yeah, of course, but. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm better than ever, bitch. Yeah. I mean, we had some friends that I surprised survived car rides with. Yeah. President, LASIK 2020. Woo! <laughs> so anyway, back to this, and that because now people have literally just signed off. Quote, if the electrodes are inserted very carefully, there's no bleeding, he said. Like the Pokemon electrodes. Like they're going to like put a bunch of Pokemon stickers on you or something like that? Oh, my God. Is it going to be like the... Was that dumb? Self-destruct? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or explosion or whatever. You're just going to be walking through, just <laughs> heads get explode. Yeah. So I will. So yeah, they're sitting there with like a fucking game link, game one, game <laughs> one. I will trade you an electrode. Now, if it uses explosion, 50 50 chance it might, then you will die. <laughs> this procedure will not work. <laughs> but that's the, that's the risk we're willing to take. They do it. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Literally 10 seconds from death. <laughs> you do the operation. You walk away. You're like, doctor, I feel really good. And you start to walk out the door. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> half, damn it. Half the hospital's gone. <laughs> yeah. Elon sued. Well, no, no, no. I'm sure you signed paper and whatnot. No, Elon's oh, yeah. fine. So another. If, you, if your head explodes, we're not reliable. <laughs> another pig, Dorothy was shown during the presentation. Now, see, Dorothy's an all right name. This pig what had was the a other pig's name? Gertrude. To all our Gertrude listeners, I'm sorry that Matt's making it sound like your name's terrible. Why'd you have to say that? <laughs> I feel like an asshole. <laughs> you are. This pig had a chip put in and then removed, which Musk said proves removal would allow a patient to still be healthy afterwards. No, all the listeners that we have that are Gertrude, they are fine. They are beautiful people. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> Neuralink was founded by Musk in 2016 with the aim to explore and research connecting human brains to computer technology. In a 2019 Q&A, Musk said the device had been tested on monkeys and that the test subjects were able to control computers with their brains. Oh, leave the monkeys alone. Yeah, because I want a monkey controlling my computer. Current medical research, according to the Friday presentation, is currently cumbersome, requires medical expertise, and invo uh, involves skull protrusions. Increasing risk of infection. Now, this is this is a horror movie. It's literally a bed of rigid spikes inserted with an air hammer, Musk explained. There's wires and a box on your head, and it looks weird if you walk around with a box on your head. Despite the crude implementation, however, Musk says these procedures prove the technology is possible. Currently available technology includes something called deep brain stimulation, Musk says. These implants put a small amount of electrodes into your brain, but they can't read or write a large amount of information, he explained. It's a bit like kicking the TV, he said, which sometimes works, but not always. He says the tech has helped more than 150,000 people, however. I mean, I know people hit their TV. I don't know many people that kicked it. Eh, I've, I've seen both. I've seen kick. I've seen hit. I mean, I've kicked vending machines. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Those are my children, dude. I'm just saying. Sometimes that's what my job encompasses. Sometimes they don't give me my money, or they don't give me my chips, so I just kick the shit out of yeah, it. Yeah, that's our whole business model, dude. Is to take your money, not give you product, and not give you money back. And then when you're like, "Hey, I'm a fucking dollar fifty, bro," I'm just like, "Sorry, there's nothing I can do." Or you know, I put in two dollars for a 
dollar 25 item and then i get a dollar back i'm like hey, bitch <laughs> so you're stealing from my company do cool. you do cool. the one at my work no cool i get the file on you now <laughs> they get to come after you knock on your door men in black hey your machine gave it to me not me hey it's for horses say hello <laughs> oh god <laughs> all right so now four articles down moving on to why is this mystery plane flying back and forth over area 51 Probably a test plane. Probably a test plane. Mystery wire again. That's just where I get all my news. So, beginning on August 25th, several mystery wire readers noticed a strange thing happening in the skies over southern Nevada. People were finding mysterious flight paths on flight tracking websites showing a plane flying back and forth many times over several military bases, including Area 51. For more than a week, the DC-3 airplane has been conducting flight paths over Nellis Air Force Base, the Nellis Test and Training Range, including Area 51, the Tonopah Test Range Air Base, and public land over Lake Mead, just east of Las Vegas. Mystery Wire found the plane in question parked at McCarran International Airport in Las Vegas the morning of September 2nd. The tail number slash registration of the DC-3 is CGOOU. One site, LazyGranch.com, has compiled several flights of a DC-9 over Area 51 and the surrounding area, including some radio com communication between the plane and air traffic controllers. During one of the radio transmissions as the DC-9 was landing after flying around Lake Mead and Nellis Air Force Base overnight from August 31st to September 1st, the pilot and tower control have the following interaction. Karen Tower, Golf, Oscar, Oscar, Uniform, the six-mile final for one nine left. Charlie Golf, Oscar, Oscar, Uniform, Las Vegas Tower, wind 1808, runway 19 or left, clear to land. Clear to land, one nine left for zero zero or Oscar, Oscar, Uniform. Oscar, Oscar, Uniform, turn right at Whiskey, cross runway 19 or right. Say parking. Say cross Whiskey and. Uh, Cross runway and we'll be going to signature. Oscar, Oscar, uniform, uh, whiskey, cross 19 right, 19 right, taxi to a hotel to signature. Oscar, Oscar, uniform, right here. Do any mapping today, Oscar, Oscar, uniform? Yeah, it's um, Looks like it's successful. Kind of nice. But at nighttime? Yeah, we got some special guys on board. Oh, okay. I'm going to end it there because like, one of them I can understand the other guy like could only understand like every other word he was saying. Well, a snippet that uh mystery wire has quoted here says tower. This is from the tower. Do any mapping today? Oscar, Oscar uniform. And then the plane C G O O U pilots has some inaudible noise and then says, looks like it was successful. And then the tower responds with kind of nice, but at nighttime, and then the CGOOU pilot says, yeah, we have some special guys on board. Ooh. Oh. This is probably literally nothing. But Yeah, like I said, it's probably I like just it. some kind of like testing shit. After sunset on the night of September 2nd, the plane was once again in the air, this time flying tight circles over Lake Mead and then again over Nellis Air Force Base. When searching online for the plane's ownership using CGOOU, Sites such as FlightAware.com return no flight registration information, and this is the case on several flight tracking sites. 
However, on planelogger.com, CGOOU comes back as being owned by Ken Bork Air Base in, oh, excuse me, Ken Bork Air based in Canada. Mystery Wire called Ken Bork Air and two employees say this plane does not belong to the company. As seen in the photographs, the paint scheme here indicates that the plane belongs to White Desert Antarctica. Mystery Wire called the phone number listed on the White Desert website twice over two days and each time an automated voicemail system picked up. They had left a message, but they have not heard back from the company. Oh my god, it's the fucking crew from the thing, and they've been all fucking killed, and it's the aliens, man! Ooh, here we go. Other podcasts to listen to. If you like horror anthologies, story arcs, example, The White Vault and Vast Horizon, White Desert Antarctica, White Vault, does not happen in Antarctica, but it happens in a white place with snow, but that's what made me think of it. Ooh, what if it has to deal with that? Oh, spooky. Good segue. Yeah, Josh, wasn't there a podcast you like? Hmm? Oh, yeah, I started listening to uh, the Magna, the Magnus Archives. Yep. I really dig it. Which is, I believe, a horror anthology, yep. as well as Another horror old, anthology. Ga- <laughs> old Gods of Appalachia. Appalachia. I'm sure people are like, it's Appalachia. But That's they just say. That's how he says it. Shut up. They say Appalachia. Yeah, if anyone out there likes some good horror stories, check out the Magnus Archives. Check out Old Gods of Appalachia. Um. Uh, uh, excuse me, White Vault and uh, Vast Horizon. White yep. Vault and Vast Horizon are both by Fool and Scholar Productions. Shout out. And they did a fucking fantastic job. I binged them in the last week or two, man. I was excited. Season uh, four or five, The White Vault comes out October 13th. Ooh. And Vast Horizon, um, I think, is in the middle of season two right now. I think they post every about week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. Sponsor. So <laughs> check that Check that shit out, people. So, yeah, that's it for my mysterious plane. Sounds UFO related, right? It's got to be aliens. I mean, it is. Aliens well, are controlling the plane. I mean, it's an FO because it's been identified. It's an IFO. IFO. Identified flying object. <laughs> it's weird. It is identified, Ifo. but then it's also not because they don't know Ifo. where the fuck it's coming from. What if it is aliens? What if it's aliens like flying around like they need a way to get out of Area 51 and into the world? So they're like, we need a plane. Give us a fucking plane. Well, haven't you seen Paul? He steals a car, and then he wrecks, and then he hangs out with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. So what you're saying is they can't drive cars, but planes are a viable option. I, I mean, they constantly crash, so can they fly? Oh, that's what you're saying. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so maybe uh, some sort of aerospace, aeronautical kind of uh, vehicle is not the best for, for extraterrestrials. Of course, then you say they wreck cars, so they just can't drive. God, where do they take their driving test at? Think their vision's <laughs> as bad as us? Dude, LASIK. Okay, any ETs out there honing in on this podcast right now, hear me out. Go to LASIK. Get your eyes. I don't care if you have 2, 3, 4, 5, 17. Get them fixed so that you can get in your spaceships, wherever they're at, and get the fuck out of here and go back home, man. You know, it's almost Thanksgiving. I mean, be with your family. Right? Yeah. Get out of here before 2020 gets any worse. I just want to get back to normal so I can go to shows again. What is normal, though, really? Let's let's be honest. What is normal? Uh, well, life before the pandemic, where there was shit to do and shit being open, and I didn't have to wear a mask for fucking eight hours a day. Mm, mm. All right, my final story of the day. This, the reason I made this one my last story is because it is, without a doubt, the most bizarre story I've came across in the past you know, couple weeks or so. It might not be the most uh, informational. Say some of my past... This mystery. better blow my fucking mind. I'm sure you're not going to be expecting it. 
when I'm tell- talking about it to you, you're going to be like, wow, I thought maybe it'd be a sighting of an alien or maybe something about Bigfoot. No, it's none of that. Okay. So this comes from bmetro.com, and it's titled Cops and Villagers Flee Businessman's Goblins. Wow, that's exactly what I thought it was going to yeah, be. you fucking whore. <laughs> so, okay. Villagers and two police officers scurried for cover after they allegedly stumbled on goblins in a businessman's suitcase while searching for poison that allegedly led to the death of several community members' dogs. (laughs) What? (laughs) The businessman, Sanderson Bloom Shamayashi, we'll go with that, who runs a grinding mill at Lupot, or Lupot? I don't know, business center in Deet is the eye of a storm as he is also being accused of digging a grave of one of his wife's relatives. This is getting nuts, isn't it? There's a lot. Okay, so... (laughs) So where do the goblins come to play? I'm confused. I'll continue. The businessman, however, has vehemently denied the accusations. A source who spoke to B-Metro said villagers were up in arms with the businessman after their dogs mysteriously died after getting into his homestead. Worried about that, the source went on to say villagers enlisted the services of police officers from Deet Police Base who accompanied them but were gripped with fear when they opened the businessman's suitcase. Quote, They were shocked when they saw strange beings, which they believed were goblins, and were seen running for their dear lives, said a source. So he had goblins in his suitcase? Yes, apparently. Is it, is, is it like the little fucking aliens in what, Men in Black 1 or 2 when they open up the locker and it's just a bunch of them in there? Oh, those fucking like cockroach looking things? No. Oh, no, no. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. No. You know the saddest part about that movie, and I'm sure everyone will agree with me with Men in Black. Men in Black 1, I'm, I'm sure. Um, when the one guy at the cafe is killed and his head opens and it's the little tiny alien in there and he's all like, That was the saddest fucking part of that movie, man. I didn't like that part. I didn't like that part at all. I wanted to skip it every time I came came back on. Really? Nope. Okay. <laughs> no, not really. No, but it was sad. Well, how's it, how's it not sad to you? You emotionless bitch. How's it not? Oh, so you don't care for other lives? Is that what we're going on here? No. Mm, yeah, that's what I thought. You know, also, Godzilla, the one with Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Where it's in New York. Um when all the babies were killed at Madison Square Garden, I teared up and went, hey, this was like 1996. Okay, I was like fucking, well, that's when it came out, or 97, but I probably saw it when I was less than 10 years old. So I cried at that, and I cried when they killed mommy. Didn't like it. My dad said, at the very end, when that last egg hatched, and there was another baby Godzilla, he said I literally jumped out of my seat. It was like tearing. <laughs> I, I could see it. That's how emotional I get. I don't think we need to always kill these things. I literally don't remember a damn thing about that movie. I just remember the wow. Taco Bell commercial. Oh, fucking Christ. The, the little fucking chihuahua dog. Yeah, lizard, lizard, lizard. And then Godzilla comes walking by and he's like, oh, we're going to need a bigger box. I cannot wait to move on. Okay. <laughs> you brought it up, bitch. No, I didn't. I didn't bring up Taco Bell at all. Uh, you brought up Godzilla. Ooh, and food. I got <laughs> <laughs> So the source added that this was not... The first time the businessman had been accused of a bizarre incident. 
Most Let recently, the goblins go. Most recently, he was seen by villagers digging a grave of a relative of his wife. He fled from the scene, leaving his shoes, which were used as exhibit, and the issue was taken to Chief Nelokoba, and after a full trial, the chief ordered him to leave the area, but he denied vehemently that he was the one who was seen desecrating the grave, said a source. Why did he leave his shoes? I don't know. The source... God, I'm so confused. Well, what if he had, like, I don't know. Some sort of slipper, what was sandal like, and it just fell off. Oh, he ran out of him. He was running too fast. So <laughs> the source added, he, Shamayashi, the businessman, said the chief should enlist the services of witch hunters, popularly known as the. That's a word I I, I cannot. I, where is this at? Sikamutandas? Sikamutandas? Uh, where is this at? Oh, fucking Christ. Um, find. Find wherever DEET is. D-E-T-E. Google that. What the fuck is DEET? I'm D sure... D-E-E-T? Are we like in Zimbabwe or something like that? D-E-E-T? D-E-T-E. Oh, D-E-T-E. Yeah, that should be the city, I think. Uh, It doesn't come up anything. Oh, fucking Christ. Yeah? I'm just getting a bunch of, for whatever reason, Expedia ads. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, because they want you to travel where the fuck that is. It doesn't tell me anything. On your DEET trip. Tell me where DEET is. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking useless. The 30 best DEET hotels. Sweatshirt DEET city. What the fuck, Google? It is in Zimbabwe. It is? It <laughs> is in Zimbabwe. Apparently, it says DEET, town in Zimbabwe. <laughs> All right, Zimbabwe. Man, I'm a badass bitch. <laughs> bitch <is great. laughs> so anyway... The source added, he, Shamiyashi, which again, the businessman, said that the chief should enlist the services of witch hunters popularly known as, again, I don't know this word, so Sikamantandas, to come and sniff out the witch, saying if Sikamantandas catch someone else, he would take the villagers and the chief to task. The source went on to say, in fear of the invisible beings, community members now shun his services. Wait a minute, they're invisible? The businessman's wife, Bessie Nlevu, Nlevu, yeah, okay, so, yeah, the businessman's wife, Bessie Nlevu, who works for a safari company, nailed him. That's how it says, nailed him. Quote, I heard that police officers and villagers saw strange things at our homestead when police were investigating a case of dogs which died mysteriously. I will no longer stay with him because he was caught digging a grave of my younger sister. He ran away and left shoes at the gravesite. She added, the issue did not go down well with my parents. <laughs> the matter was taken to Chief Nelukoba, who after a full trial ordered us to vacate the place, but my husband refused to leave. Shamiyashi, again the businessman in case anyone is forgetting, said, quote, there is no goblin that they saw. I even advised village head Samanyai former counselor, my father-in-law, and other villagers to enlist the services of Stikamutandas to root out such goblins. I told them that if they fail to root out such invisible things, they have to give me a beast. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> he even... Wait, so, the goblins are invisible, but the people saw the go... What? Okay, so apparently... These villagers had dogs, okay? And the dogs got out, or maybe they're already out, whatever, but they saw these dogs. The villagers saw their dogs going into this guy's homestead. Yeah, and the dogs. And apparently the dogs had died. Yeah, so it they, happens. They People contacted are Chief Nakulaba, or whatever his name is, and told him, dude, okay, look, 
My dog went over there. He died. That's all I got. I got two points of this story. Point A and point B. He was here. He was here. He was alive here. He died here. Go check it out. They went and checked it out. They found this briefcase. For whatever reason, they decided, well, you know what? That briefcase has to be exhibit A in this case. We need to check out what the fuck is in that briefcase. So they opened that briefcase. And out come. Apparently saw fucking goblins. I don't know if it was like a Magic the Gathering card that had a goblin on it. Or if it was like a Necrogoblicon CD that had a goblin on it. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it was. But they saw goblins. So they went fucking screaming for their lives. Now... What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, so Shamiyashe, uh, he's like, no, you didn't see goblins in my case. And now all of a sudden it comes what out. What the that fuck is he? Is he Newt from Fantastic Beasts or what the <laughs> fuck ever that movie is? Yeah, Fantastic Beasts. Um, no, I would say not. But he's not English. Um, but, okay, now these goblins are also apparently invisible, which now leads me to question how in the fuck... These officers even saw the goblins in the first place. And then all of a sudden, all this shit comes forward like, yeah, uh, my wife's sister died, so I just buried her. And my father-in-law, the police, and whoever else, uh, they didn't like that. They didn't like that at all. So I googled goblins in Zimbabwe, and apparently they are tiny according to their legend, and they kind of look like that. So I could see how that could be hiding in somebody's suitcase. See, from my point of view, that looks big for a suitcase. Well, I mean, it's representation. I mean, if they're standing in it or laying in it, I don't know. It's a fucking representation. I don't know, man. And then there's also this thing that I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know. That looks gross. Um, <laughs> but you need to find out what the hell goblins folklore in Zimbabwe is. What is that? It's a close-up of a goblin. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah. And then um, as the former counselor and other villagers and whatnot try to enlist the services of these witch hunters to root out the goblins, because now there's witch hunters involved. Like, wasn't that a horrible Vin Diesel movie, The Last Witch Hunter? I think so. I Yeah, let's just forget I ever said that. Hold on. <laughs> when I was Googling the like what Zimbabwe goblins look like, yeah. here is apparently Zimbabwe just has a thing with goblins because this is from 2012. Female students sent home from Zimbabwean school after claim they had been attacked and possessed by goblins. What the fuck is going on in Zimbabwe? So I'm staying the fuck away from there. <laughs> Not dealing with goblins at all. Yeah, there's like multiple articles about different goblin attacks in Zimbabwe. So, huh, that's interesting. Any, anything that is Josh's height and lower scares the hell out of me. Not dealing with it. That's fair. Isn't it, though? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm like a big old giant. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that fucking ogre in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That's true. And I can come up with a little spear and just fucking stab yeah, you. When they're running around his feet and he's all like, it's <laughs> exactly how I do it. So, from, uh, Shamayashi here. I don't dig graves. I told Chief... I'm not, Ed Gein. <laughs> I told Chief Nolokoba that I won't leave because I'm not a witch. They have to look for sacramentadas. I think that changes every time I say it. I think it does, too. Uh, they have to look for taquitas who will name and shame the person who was seen digging the grave. I will not leave. I will stay here, he said. Uh, and then Marabeleland... North Police Spokesperson Chief Inspector Sifaway Mokanese was not reachable for comment. Who the fuck's this guy? Why do I care? Why even post that? 
Seriously, why the fuck even pose that? Anyway, okay, so yeah, we got this guy, and uh, wild story, huh? I just, man, that is a fucking movie I want to watch. <laughs> Goblins, witch hunters. Goblins may or may not have invisibility cloak. Grave diggers. May yeah, visibility cloak from Harry Potter. Grave diggers. A pissed off wife, which might be just the top right there. A dude that's not available for questioning. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, could you imagine the end credits of that fucking movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, who else now? Uh, yeah, we got, unfortunately, we got dead dogs. Uh, we got um, a dead sister of the wife. Yeah. What the, f oh, my God, this is, huh. Wow, that was the journey that I didn't know I needed to go on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I hope you all enjoyed that I'm little so... story out there, because I sure as hell did. I could not wait to get to it the whole time. I'm like, yeah, sure. Secret planes. Okay, yeah. Mystery wire. Mystery wire. Mystery wire. I'm like, mm -mm, let's just get to the goblins we're now. Not, we're not... <laughs> Sorry. We're wow. not... Uh, fuck. We are not sponsored by Mystery Wire. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I got, man. Alright. I think that concludes it for this, uh, this OS... Well, for right now. This OSQ. Yeah. Now, I will say, people, um, again... There will be a new podcast, primarily me and Josh, horror stuff, yep. movies, game, well, horror, suspense, whatever like that. The fun ones. Video games. Yeah. Expect that early October. Uh, it's now, coming for your ear holes. Now, the month of October, we are uncertain if TFR is going to have any episodes. Now, October yeah, 30th. scheduling is a little rough for us right now. October 31st is the one-year anniversary of uh, TFR, and we plan to do Yeah, a, we're really original. Oh, we are. <laughs> we are. Um, we, wish, we just want to keep the trope going, man. Yeah. That's it. Um, but yeah. So and it's an easy day to remember when we got started. <laughs> so scheduling's a little wonky right now, but we're going to get things fleshed out here fairly soon, so expect to see that. Um October 31st, like I said, is the one-year anniversary of TFR. We are so excited that this has actually lasted a year. Yeah. That we enjoy doing it, of course. Um, yeah. We have a very special episode planned of the origins of at least me and Josh. We believe Brady will be here, but, again, that's two months or so out. We'll he see. might get abducted again. Yeah. Uh, but we will let you guys know, if interested, of course, how we came to be interested in this field and even our own paranormal accounts that we can't quite explain. Yep. We can't wrap our heads around. But with that said, we are going to sign off here. This has been OSQ, Operation SideQuest of TFR, The Farthest Reaches, which is all going to fucking change. I'm sure you guys cannot keep your head around what the hell is going on. They're doing this and they're doing this. Two weeks later, they're doing this. They changed that. They flipped that. Yeah, don't worry. I have no idea what's going on ever. Yeah, I'm the mastermind behind all of it. Yep. And if Josh and Brady say otherwise, that's just a downright fucking lie. And they know it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, toodles. Goodbye. Oh, that felt weird. All right, fuck this, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey everyone, we here at the Farthest Reaches want to say thank you, because you, the listeners, make all of this possible. Please share our podcast with your friends, your family, or total strangers. 
You can find and connect with us on Facebook at the Farthest Reaches Podcast, Instagram at the Farthest Reaches, or Twitter at TFR Pod Official. There we will be posting all sorts of strange stuff and updates for upcoming episodes and whatever else we get ourselves into. If you would like to share a personal story by chance, then you can reach us at our email, the farthest reaches podcast at gmail. We would love to hear from you, and maybe we will even tell your story to the world. In the meantime, though, explore the elusive, seek the knowledge of the obscure, and together we can translate this strange language of reality into something that we can understand. With that said, thanks for tuning in.